All right, here we go. It is week three on the Damon Bruce Show, and it's going to be our best week ever. They just keep on getting better. We're learning more about how to do this the right way, the way you want it done. And man, we got a lot to get into today. It's going to be the best week ever here on the Plus. We're going to be debuting Club Plus in about 25 minutes, a half an hour from now. We have streamlined the show in a way that I think is going to best suit everyone and we are going to give an awful lot of love to everyone who's so showing up in the chat. But we're going to do that in Club Plus, which, by the way, today we have Super Chats activated for the first time. It took us three weeks to figure out a way to monetize this bad boy. It's been happening. And as you can see, Daddy needs a new camera and Daddy needs a, a, a better ring light. And the IT department needs a day off. So uh, God bless Jillian. She has set up so much. We've officially tested this bad boy. I think we're up and running and we actually have our first super chatter already in the mix. It didn't take long. It happened while we were waiting to come on the air when we were just chatting about it pregame a little bit. People lining up early like a concert, says our man Ernesto. I thank you so very much. We got playoff basketball to get to. We got ourselves a crisis of confidence in some Warriors fans. We got E40 getting tossed up in Sacramento. Oh, the shame. But we begin real quickly before we get into all this NBA hotness. And we got NBA hotness. By the way, I got, got to turn down that space heater. We got too much hotness here in the studio. Two bits of quarterbacking news before we get into the NBA where we're going to spend the rest of the show before we invite everyone into Club Plus to have a really good time today. Look out. New format. We're learning quickly. We know just enough to be dangerous. Uh, we always start with 49er news because that's the biggest deal in town, even with the NBA playoffs running. And I don't know if this is news, but it's certainly an issue to concern 49ers fans. I want to read right to you from the ESPN story that Brock Purdy said he is not sure he will be ready to play at all next season. Obviously, a repair of a torn UCL on a throwing elbow comes with about a six-month recovery timetable, and we're supposed to hear that he's going to be all right. Jory Epstein of Yahoo Sports and 49er WebZone said that Purdy made this comment about potentially not being fully capable of playing in the upcoming season, which of course makes people start worrying. Maybe it's time to officially reel back any trading Trey Lance on draft day before we know more about this, but the truth is, this isn't really a story yet, because maybe this is just a young player talking about his long-term recovery concerns, and more is being made of it than he even really believes. He's just sharing some anxiety. Maybe that's what's going on, or maybe indeed there is something more here that we do not know about. If that is the case, holy shit, we got problems. If that's not the case, stay on, steady on the course. Everything should be, hopefully, all right. One other bit of quarterbacking news before we get into crazy NBA playoff news, starting with the Warriors, of course. The Philadelphia Eagles have made Jalen Hurts a very rich man this morning, a five-year, $255 million contract extension, including a signing bonus of nearly $180 million. Adam Schefter with the report. Uh, Hurts' deal is the biggest contract in terms of annual average value in NFL history. He has overtaken Deshaun Watson, who still got the most guaranteed money obviously fully guaranteed still biggest in terms of guarantee but annual average value Jalen Hurts this is a very smart deal to get done by the Eagles number one Hurts can play number two 
Uh, you got to get this done before Joe Burrow sits down to renegotiate. You got to get this done before uh, Justin Herbert sits down to negotiate that contract. It's a smart move by a very smart GM. Howie Roseman knows exactly what he's doing. Uh, congratulations to Jalen Hurts. The guy's earned every penny of that. He is really good. So we get right into the NBA. This is our big story of the day. And obviously the Warriors go up to Golden One Center. Hell of a game. I mean, best game of the weekend, bar none. It was awesome. It was high leverage, high octane, pedal to the metal, up and down the court. Neither team really knowing how to get a stop, so they didn't really bother. I told you last week, I freaking told you last week, no team is going to win a game without winning a rebounding battle. Kings won it loudly, especially on the offensive glass. And the best possession defensive possession either of these teams really have to offer at times even in high leverage moments is going to be holy shit we got the rebound that's it more rebounds equal other team loses in this series at least that's the way I'm calling it I think it's going to be a through line of the entire series and the Warriors they got to start getting stops they better start getting rebounds and they need to hit bigger buckets when bigger buckets are called for look Not all bad, obviously, up at Golden 1 Center. Andrew Wiggins, who came off the bench, looked really springy. For a guy who's basically missed two months of basketball, Wiggins looked springy. He was one for eight from downtown, took a three when he probably shouldn't have late in the game since he wasn't feeling it. That rhythm is going to come back a bit slowly. But the Warriors didn't play poorly. Obviously weren't rattled by that crowd in Sacramento. Uh, It was... An awesome atmosphere, though. I mean, A-plus, Sacramento. Well done. Kings fans, I'm so happy for you. And let me tell you, everyone who didn't know now officially knows how good De'Aaron Fox is. I mean, he was the best player on the court in Game 1. Game 2 is tonight. It is going to be a huge game. I'm not saying it's the pivot point of the series, but the Warriors would be very, very smart to even this thing up tonight. I don't think they want to come home down 0-2 to the all of a sudden got some mojo about them, got a little confidence about them, Sacramento Kings. That was a hell of a game. It was an awful lot of fun. Very interesting weekend around the NBA. We're going to go over each and every game, each and every series, just quickly as we set up the week that will be. Uh, It's going to be a hell of a week for basketball fans. Uh, Again, Kings fans, that game, game one, was the first playoff game ever at Golden One Center. That place has officially been open a long time now. Uh, That was the first playoff game in 6,189 days And now the second playoff game is just, what, two days after that. Uh, That's the first time the Kings have been on ABC since 2007. You want to talk about forgotten, underserved, underpaid attention to just by default by everyone around the league? Kings, they've gotten screwed. They've also played themselves into, you should screw us, because there were several seasons that were unwatchable. This is a season where they were more than watchable. It shouldn't have taken them a playoff appearance to hit ABC this year. But good for the Kings. Great for Kings fans. I got a lot of friends up in Sacramento. We got a lot of listeners up in Sacramento. And before we start moving on anywhere else, we got to talk about E40. Oh, my God. (laughs) Hold on. little sip of coffee this morning. We're feeling it today. We got coffee going. 
It is so good to have all the chatters here. We're going to get to all the chats in Club Plus. We are streamlining. We are making this show easily turned around for podcast consumption. Then we're going to hang out with you when we get to Club Plus. When you hear and like that, he's gone. Don't go anywhere because we're not going anywhere. That's when Club Plus opens for business. So here's what I have to say about E40. I have been to hundreds of sporting events where E40 has had one of the best seats in the house. I have seen E40 sitting almost exclusively courtside in every Warriors game I've ever seen him sit. I have seen E40 sit right behind home plate for World Series games. I've seen E40 at Super Bowls. This man officially knows how to conduct himself from a really nice seat in terms of large sporting events where you got some casuals coming in with just big pocketbooks to all of a sudden show up, hop on bandwagons that come along with the postseason. I don't know what he turned around and he said to that lady in the red jacket. I don't know what she said to him. Everything that we've seen in terms of camera angles about E-40 getting ejected or escorted out of the game by King Security, which he said, you know, dripped in racism. And if he feels that way, I'm not here to take it away from him. I'm going to talk about priors mattering. Like I said, I've seen E-40 conduct business around fans, fans of the team he's rooting for, fans of the team that he's rooting against hundreds of times. I've never seen E-40 step out of line, not even once. I've never seen him shoot a dirty glance at a single person, not even once. This is why reputations matter, boys and girls. Get one. Make sure it's a good one. I can't blame E-40 here only because that's the first time I've ever seen that lady. I've seen that guy sit courtside hundreds of times. He's a sportsman. He's a gentleman. I've seen E-40 work the room, taking pictures with kids, moms, dads, fans, people who are just meeting him or hearing about him that night for the first time and are like, who is this guy? Oh, he's a rapper. I want a picture with a rapper. He is awesome. He's approachable. He's friendly. He might have also turned around and talked mad shit to that lady. I got no idea. But I do know that he's been in that situation more than she has been. I don't even need to know who she is to know that that guy has been around more high-leverage sports in a great seat. And I'm going to say one more thing to defend E40, having no knowledge of what the hell happened in between the two of them. Who's telling anyone to sit down during a playoff game in Sacramento? That building was on its feet for three solid hours. The atmosphere at Golden 1 translated through the TV. It was awesome. It was an awesome atmosphere. Who's telling anyone down in front? In that game. What the hell is she talking about? Now, if he did say, hey, I'm standing up and there's nothing you can do about it. Go screw lady. Well, she she had one available thing to do. And that was call security. Just ugly. Absolutely did not need to happen. Marring game one. An embarrassing moment for the Kings in arena and, 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 and that fan who had him ejected. It's uh, Obviously, he's, he's really disturbed by what the hell happened. He's not happy at all, and I don't think I blame him one bit. So, like I said, we're going to have Super Chats now available. We will be giving all money today after Jillian and I afford a new camera. We're going to be reimbursing E40 for that season, to, for the, the, the courtside seat. No, I'm just kidding. We're, we're going to go ahead and really appreciate 
any donations you might make in the super chat. And again, we'll fix the ring light. We'll fix the camera. And this will all start looking better for you real soon. Not bad, though. Three weeks in, I think we're officially humming here on the Damon Bruce show on the plus and stick around for club plus today coming up as soon as we sign off but don't really go anywhere want to bounce around the nba obviously game two tonight it's a huge one at golden one center warriors and kings game two a lot of consequences feel like they might get attached to that but let's not get too far over our skis because i can't count on any team to start locking another team down when neither team plays much defense hit your shots it's a make-or-miss league, and this is a make-or-miss series, maybe more than any other series that is out there. A uh, couple of surprising things, obviously, were the injuries from over the weekend. John Morant having a hand injury that he says he thinks is jeopardizing his availability for Game 2. That is certainly an interesting development for the Memphis Grizzlies, who lose on their home court to the Lakers, who were bigger, badder, nastier. 22-12 with seven blocks for Anthony Davis. LeBron was LeBron. Hachimura, he scored a playoff career high 29. That guy is officially, you need to see him in person to understand how big he is. I don't know if he's going to keep playing that well, but when a third or fourth Laker comes along for the ride, Austin Rivers in this case, he had a really good game. Dude, Lakers got something about them. I mean, say whatever you want, Warriors fans. The Lakers right now are probably a better bet to go further in this playoffs than the Golden State Warriors are. They got a little something about them right now, and they gave it to the Grizzlies, who had the best record in the NBA on their home court, and start the playoffs 0-1. Again, injuries matter, especially this time of year. The Heat were beating the Bucks. Came off, just came out of that game guns a-blazing in Milwaukee they were up and then they stayed up when Giannis went down with a lower back injury still don't know the actual severity of that so all eyes on Giannis watch in Milwaukee that is a huge development we also have Tyler Hero breaking his hand that's a he's a big piece of what Miami does so that series already has question marks on it uh, we saw the Nuggets absolutely emasculating the Timberwolves last night. The Wolves and Hawks are two teams. The Atlanta Hawks got pounded by the uh, Boston Celtics as well. The Wolves and Hawks are the two teams that looking like they might get swept here in the first round. There's really even nothing to talk about. The Nuggets were so much better, and seven feet of Jokic is more valuable than 14 feet of Carl Anthony Towns, who I'm sorry is just soft, soft as Charmin. He really is. And Rudy Gobert. 14 feet of Cat and Gobert or 7 feet of Jokic. I'll take the 7 feet of Jokic each and every time. He was better than both of them. I'd say down low, but Carl Anthony Towns doesn't like to go inside the perimeter. So I, I don't understand. I don't like 7-footers who hang out at the perimeter. Never have, never will. Uh, Boston. Of all the playoff basketball that I watched over this weekend, and there was a lot, two teams really stood out as, wow, they looked good, dialed in, and ready to go. We'll start with Boston, who, let's face it, a healthy Robert Williams III might have delivered them to an NBA championship last year had Robert Williams III remained healthy in the NBA Finals against the Golden State Warriors. He is a difference maker, and they can absolutely win it all if he is healthy. The Celtics just threw waves of everyone that they had. Marcus Smart and Derek White were just all up in Trey Young's kitchen all game long, and he 
had nothing to do. The Celtics were up 30 at halftime, and you could have turned that game off. Atlanta just making it respectable is about as close as they're probably going to come to a win in this series. It looks like they're about to be skinned alive by a much superior Celtics team. And look, we got to talk about the Philadelphia Kate Scotts because the 76ers, they had the Nets number all of game one, all of game one. And it's, it, I, I hate to say this, but look, it, it's, they're going to be a really hard out. If Harden's shots are falling and he's also distributing the ball to the tune of like 13 assists, the Sixers are going to be a real tough out. They beat the Brooklyn Nets by 20. And the Brooklyn Nets didn't even play a bad game. Philadelphia was bigger, Embiid was batter, and from tip to whistle, the 76ers, they never trailed in that game. They were in front of it the entire time. But again, the Nets didn't even play poorly. They shot 56% from the floor, 45% from downtown, and they lost by 20. So Nets just feel like they're completely outgunned. Game two of that series is Monday night tonight. And obviously... You know, we're all looking at Kevin Durant. Woo, Kevin Durant. Now 1 and 9 in postseason games since 2021, 1 and 9 in the postseason since saying au revoir to the chef Steph Curry. Clippers won that game. You talk about injuries. I thought for sure Paul George being ruled out of game 1 and maybe even the entire opening round for the Clippers pretty much was going to send the net, the uh, Suns, I should say, right into the win column. No, no. Russell Westbrook had the best three for 19 in playoff history, and the Clippers stunned the crowd in Phoenix with a win on the road in game one of that series. So the NBA playoffs are just humming, absolutely humming and coming at us quickly, and it was a fun opening weekend. And tonight, uh, we need to let you know that tonight – we continue. You know what I'm talking about. We got an NBA playoff header tonight on TNT. I have to be, I, look at it this way, one promise. It's the same promise that I made to Jillian, and it's the same promise that I'm going to make to you. Unless it's a little white lie that I know will help you out. <laughs> no, that's not even true. I'm never going to lie to you. I will never lie to my wife, I will never lie to my children, and I will never lie to my audience. So this basically means I'm not going to lie to you. I am taping tonight's Warriors game because your boy is going to the first of three shows in a row, Fish at the Greek in Berkeley tonight. I am going to come home, I'm going to watch that Warriors game, maybe even do an impromptu late-night post-game fish show recap. It depends on what condition I'm in after this show. Uh, I know that Larry Kruger and I got some home-and-homes that we need to postpone because your boy's got to be dancing at the Greek Theater for the next three nights. So that's just how I get down. But come Thursday, when the series goes to Chase Center, I will be there. We will be broadcasting live from Chase Center over on the AMP app, and I will tell you more about that as we go through the week. But if you want to download the AMP app, A-M-P, it's a good thing to have. It's a pretty cool way to chat back and forth, and I will be doing NBA playoff recaps on a near-nightly basis, except pretty much for the next three nights because your boy has got his band coming to town. So I'm going to be busy. I'll probably bump into Kolsky. 
over the next three nights. I got some friends in from out of town. It's going to be a good time over at the Greek. I love that place. One of my favorite bands in the world at my single favorite place to see a show in the world. The only thing wrong with these shows is that they're Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I normally like my concerts like everybody else on Thursday, Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday it is. I can't control that, so off we go. Uh, That is going to be fun. Give uh, all your love and support to Mrs. Plews tonight. She is going to be babysitting me. Uh, Real quick, baseball, there's not much to get to other than the constant national embarrassment that is how John Fisher runs his team. I don't even want to talk about how bad the A's were against the New York Mets. It's all down there for you on the ticker. You can see the butcher's bill and the tail of the tape right there. The Giants are in Miami this afternoon. They got postponed yesterday, a five-hour rain delay, really without much rain in Detroit, but that game was wiped out. It prevented, I guess, a sweep because the Giants had dropped their first two in Detroit in rough fashion. Camilo Duvall giving up the Friday night special, the bullpen giving away a Saturday game Sunday rained out they're in Miami starting anew on this road trip uh so we'll see what the Giants do but they just got average baseball team written all over them congratulations to Logan Webb on the new contract extension he is 0-3 and he is pitching tonight a fucking possum that has been living at the Coliseum for over a year now I've seen this son of a bitch in baseball season football season I've seen that thing there for a while the, the possum, they had an offseason to get rid of a varmint, and they didn't bother. I don't want to hear a word about how, well, it's the city of Oakland that runs the Coliseum. John Fisher's a billionaire. Go get the possum out of the wall of the broadcasting booth that the visitors come to. You know how embarrassing that looks? You know how embarrassing that is to the city of Oakland that, thanks to John Fisher being a slumlord, not taking care of his... I don't care if it's the city of Oakland's responsibility to remove that possum. John Fisher needs to get that done. Like, I don't care if the Coliseum is run by Oakland. John Fisher and his team could have shown up with cans of paint to get that place ready to go. They could have done it. And then, you know, don't ask for permission. Just beg forgiveness if anyone brings up anything. A possum chased the Mets broadcasting crew out of their booth into another booth That is disgusting. How is that not a health code violation? Get your shit together. John Fisher, sell the team or die. It's that simple. You will never be part of the problem. You are only the asshole that stands in the way of anything that might resemble progress. Fuck you, John Fisher. And I hope you see this. I really do. You suck. So there you go. I feel that this was a strong Monday show, and I do hope you agree. If you notice, we haven't gotten to any of the wonderful, incredible chatters that we have who tear up the chat room. We are going to celebrate all of you in just a matter of moments. But I want to say thank you so much for tuning in today. It was wonderful to have you here as we start week three on Damon Bruce Plus. It's the Damon Bruce Show, available anywhere you get your podcasts and Don't you go anywhere, because even though this historically has been the end of the show, this is now just going to be the end of the show that we put up for the podcast. We are going to Club Plus in just a matter of moments. Don't you go anywhere. But for everyone listening on the podcast, please do remember that sports don't build character. They reveal it.